0: calling the audible it's a bit different this year we're no longer in the shipping container in our, in our lovely homes we are in our lovely homes right now we're no longer in person together we are remote it's a new format of calling the audible for the winter 2024 season iggy magnets good evening to you my friend
1: and i'm unmuted there we go i was talking and classic iggy remote. The snowstorms coming down here in montreal no but no longer in the armpit like you said we're uh, we're at our lovely confines of our
0: homes oh, well you, you do you do the traditional meet yourself and meet everyone else here but uh we're, we're lucky to be back I meet here myself. You, i think you did meet yourself i think peasy meeting you from where he is right now <laughs> Peasy wow. is uh it is definitely new look now for uh, cta uh, we're going with this new look uh, to kind of give it a bit of a change uh, we do have a new producer as well, as Eagle is, uh, I guess, on sabbatical, I guess? Is that the term we're going to use for Eagle for the time being? Yeah, and he, he's done the same, same thing about you, so uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. He's flown south for the winter, and he might be back for the spring or summer, whatever it is. So it is us. It's Ali Reza who's now taken over. He's now known as the nightingale, uh, which is the bird of uh, the na- national bird in Iran, where he's from. I looked it up the other day, and I got the approval from Ali Reza to call him the nightingale. So he's now known as the nightingale, so we go from one- you know, feathered bird to now this uh, bird and feather over here in uh, the Nightingale. So let's dive into it, Iggy, and let's get into what we have. As we always do, we always do league announcements. And first and foremost, uh, we have to get to some key topics here as we move into the first uh, welcome of the season here. And it is now going to be week two as of uh, Saturday and beyond. And what does that mean, Iggy? It is picture day. So we will let teams know that we will take your team picture at whichever field you will be playing in week two and beyond. So please be advised that your team should be on time and that we'll either do it before the game or at halftime. I know, Iggy, we always get the, oh, can we wait till next week? Can we do this next week because my guys aren't here? What is the answer to that question if we get that from which we know from multiple teams move forward? Exactly. It's very simple. Uh, your scorekeeper
1: will actually be the one taking your picture. Basically, we're going to take your picture now. And once you get your jerseys, or once you have your other teammate, you can take a second picture, and then we'll re-upload that second one. But uh, since you're here, you're here right now, uh, six of your teammates at least are here, so we're gonna take a picture
0: now. So keep that in mind, guys, and, and be understanding towards the scorekeepers because they're trying to do five million things, which is the scorekeep tracking your numbers, your, your uniforms, and take the, the pictures. It's for you guys, right? I know we want to have the whole team in the kumbaya of taking a nice family portrait for the season. Uh, But just be kind to the scorekeepers out there. And, again, as Iggy said, uh, we'll take the initial one, and we'll do another one if we have to uh, down the road to kind of update the whole team profile as well. Uh, Uniforms. Uh, Look, we give the grace, as everyone knows in the league rules, we give grace for the first two weeks on your team uniform. But after week two, it is enforced. What does that mean? If you do not have a proper uniform, which means it's on the same team color as your your team, maybe it's all white and you're in a red, that won't count. If you have a number on the back of it, Um, if it's marked or tape, it will not count. So you must have a proper uniform with a proper number on the back of it or on the front wherever it's visible. And if it's not as what it's supposed to be for what the league has uh mandated, you will not get the games or the stats for that game until you change your uniform towards the proper protocols. Yeah, and that sucks, right? Because that's
1: why all of us players play in the league. We love the stats. We love the awards come with the stats, the awards, of course, uh, QB of the Year, Receiver of the Year, etc. cetera. Uh, we all play for the stats. So just wear the, the baseline in any uh, sports league really is
0: to wear a same color uh, uniform as everyone else on your team
1: and wear a proper number.
0: And just to further that point um, with uniform protocols, we always get it. And Iggy knows what I'm talking about. Uh, at the end of the year, we always get that email from the captain, hey, uh, john smith or jane smith was playing week two Loyola on sunday at four o'clock um he or she was there but you know i had the uniform and we have to do a whole investigation if you notice and we always encourage captains and players to look at the box score after your game if you notice there's a discrepancy with maybe a stat or that hey i wasn't on that list and i was there you have to email us asap so we can do a proper thorough investigation to make sure that hey you were there and it was confirmed or not. So that's why it's important to really keep on top of your roster and making sure that's in check for what you want to do moving forward. And also, just to further point, Iggy, um, players who don't play who are hurt but show up and don't check in, right? What does that mean? Your player's hurt and he or she's there on the sidelines. But we don't know. The scorekeepers don't know. You have to tell that person or your captain to say, hey, look, John or Jay Smith is right there. They're checking in with you. And that's how you get your game played as well as a DNP. So you do get your accumulation of games if you are hurt uh, for the majority of the season. Yeah, And it's really important for, like you're
1: saying, reconciling you know, the box or your game uh, within seven days. Because we, especially now in the winter season, well, you know, it's our biggest season here. So there's scorekeepers are doing 30 games, uh, you know, up, up to 30 games in one week. So they see up to 60 teams. They're not gonna remember 14, 21, 30 days down the line. So you really got that seven day window uh, to verify your roster and make sure that everyone got their gameplay and faster.
0: Absolutely. So again, uniforms, make sure you're on top of that after week two will be enforced for week three and beyond. And if you guys have injured players, make sure you have them check in or you check them in with, with them saying, Hey, they're here. We're checking them in as well, moving forward. Uh, another thing to look at as well going towards the season as we get deeper and deeper is complex protocols. What does that mean? Um, look, we, we're very likely to play in multiple complexes, whether it's Stade Bear, uh Loyola, Brossard, St. Laurent, uh, Stade de Montréal, uh, Laval, and God knows where else we'll play now. But everyone has a different set of rules, and we want to make sure that you guys know these rules here. So for those who play in Brossard, they enforce the boots rule. What does that mean? When you come to the turf you have to put on either your cleats or a, a clean pair of rain shoes because they don't want any boots that's that's infiltrated by salt or that's wet coming up from the snow that we have now moving forward onto the turf so please be cool about it because we did have some issues with guys who don't want to wear uh, their cleats or shoes but that is a rule that we cannot break we have to respect that so please make sure that you take off your boots before you hit the turf and whether it's your cleats or shoes as well. Another thing to look at is changing, right? A lot of adults, there's a lot of kids leagues before us, right? So we encourage those adults who do play in this league to change in the locker rooms before coming to the field. Uh, we Again, we get complaints from the, from the bureau, from the offices, and from the parents that, hey, look, why are these idiots changing in front of my son and daughter? That's not right, which I totally get and respect. So please, if you know you're playing the first game of that opening window of, of games, please go change in the locker room so that we don't have these headaches. And I don't want the headaches. Neither does Iggy want the headaches uh, of complaints from the offices and from the managers that watch these fields.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and, uh, some of the complexes have assigned locker rooms, right? Stade de Montréal, St. Laurent uh, complex, they all have uh, uh, assigned locker rooms for your teams for that night. Um, Especially, like you said, Mo, for the opening slate of games, you know, Six o'clock on weekend games and nine o'clock
0: on the on weekdays. Yeah, and this is more applicable to Saint Laurent, um, Saint Leonard as well, uh Loyola to an extent, even Brossard to an extent. But again, if you see there's there's a minor leagues association having their practice and you got to change full out, just go in the locker room. It's literally a five minute thing for you to go to the locker room, change up and come to the field. It just saves everyone a headache as well. So please keep that in mind with when it comes to complex pr- protocols rules as well. Eggy, we do have a change in the aesthetics of FPF uh, oh, with our flag belts, my more. friend.
1: Oh, the new flag belts, yes. Uh, so a lot of people have uh, been coming to see uh, us, scorekeepers. Um, we had our old uh, white uh, flag belts. They're a limited quantity now. Those sell for five dollars, as always. Uh, but like you're mentioning, Mo and Ali Reza, if you can pull this up now on the website, uh, we have our uh, green camel um uh, flags that sell for ten dollars so uh new flags moving forward for idea
0: yeah so again the the white ones are now while supplies last and once they're done they're done they're not be back in rotation and we transition to these camouflage flag belts which go for ten dollars and that's the one thing we got to clear up is that moving forward they will be ten dollars for the flags and so you come see the scorekeepers for that but again just to make sure that we don't have no confusion no they will no longer, no, no longer be five dollars but ten dollars moving ahead here. We gotta pay for Iggy's uh salary here at that PF uh with what we have to do. Uh Iggy we talk about um sorry, go ahead. You like Minecraft Mo? I do. You're gonna I have do. to you're forced do. to like Minecraft. Mo. Of course. Uh okay, so rule book and roster verification, Iggy. Let's explain that to our listeners and viewers. Uh, how is that applied to them given that we're early in the season?
1: Yeah, so already uh a lot of teams are uh <laughs> naturally busting the cap. So to speak. Uh, so, what does that mean? If you're, especially if you're a new team, because uh, a lot of uh, a lot of team returning teams, already know how the cap system works. Uh, but for the new teams out there, um, especially those that have a, one or two, maybe three uh, players that have already played in the league, um, using our roster verification tool, like that you can see uh, uh, pulled up on the website here, uh, you can see that uh, for whatever division you play in, there uh, your cap cannot. Uh, surpass a certain uh, number. Uh, so you enter your uh, your team. So we're going to bring Paulo uh, Dava Rock out of retirement here just to give uh, the viewers uh, an idea. I'm going to have him at quarterback. I'll be one of his receivers. Uh, so you can see as you build your roster, uh, the cap will go up on your total. Uh, and then we'll add GM. Colethorus as uh, the eagle where was left to do. We'll add uh, eagle cool. himself here. Let's grab we'll we'll the players. We'll do uh, the first deal that comes up with, uh, let's see, uh, my snapper will have Rekha snapping for us. So as, as soon as you hit your seventh player, uh, it's going to take the top six offensive players and top six defensive players and wipe out in red uh, your lowest person that no longer counts towards the cap. So for example, here we have a team, i built a team with a cap of 460. uh, So I can throw, uh, we can suit up in division three, which would be a cap of 480. uh, And I can suit up uh, this roster in co-ed one as well uh, with Reka and a few other uh, female players that we need to join this team. Uh, as for the QB cap, uh, again, it doesn't particularly um, cross out uh, which division you cannot play for like it does for the team cap. Uh, but given that uh, Apollo 80, he's 80.9 is the cap uh, for P's, uh, so he can only throw in Division 3, two, 1, as well as Co ed 1 and Co ed 2. You could throw in Co ed 2 because there is a QB flex cap, uh, but we'll save that one for uh, another time.
0: Right, and this this to let everyone know um, captains in particular who come up to the scorekeepers, hey, are we good to go? We don't, we're not the judge and jury here. You have to do it yourself. We, the reason why is that if we say yes and you bust a cab, it is the scorekeepers' asses that get ripped by uh, by the by the suits at FPF. So we will tell you right away. It is not our, uh, our responsibility to let you know. So please check on the website as Iggy showed right now to make sure that you guys have not uh, gone over the cap with who you have on your roster. So again, the scorekeepers are not responsible for it. We'll just tell you, nope, it's on you guys to figure it out moving forward here. Uh, anything else with the uh, rules and regulations, Iggy? Uh,
1: no, that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, definitely suggest to, to read over the rule book, especially if you're a new team. A lot of uh, new teams don't know all the rules, which is perfectly normal. So uh, in here in our resources documents, uh, you can take a look at the uh, the rule book available in both English and French. Uh, give it a read at least once uh, just so you know what, what you're dealing with. And, of course, uh, referees are always there to help you in your first uh, few games uh, kind of teach the game for those right. who, uh, who don't know it.
0: Right. Um, speaking of rules, uh, there are a couple of rule adjustments this year. Uh, first and foremost, uh, one of the things that we've had as a common uh conclusion has been ties and uh that's been an eyesore that has either gotten teams in the playoffs or has lost them a playoff spot because they had one twenty too many ties uh but now this year we have a new rule in place where if you're tied after after the full game you go to a, a one-round shootout format now what does that mean uh both teams would have a chance to win in overtime in a one-round series. And if nothing happens after that one round where no one scores or they whatever it is, uh, nothing happens, it's a tie, or there's a chance to win. So what does that mean? Uh, team A will go for one or two, whatever they desire, and Team B has to either match or win the game, essentially. So there is a chance of you winning the game through overtime window, which is one round, nothing more than that, and nothing happens. It ends up being ties, and that means you guys are both losers moving forward.
1: Yeah, exactly. So uh, the ties, actually, there's been a couple ties already uh, and a couple of overtime uh, games. Some that en- still ended in a tie, others that resulted in a win for, for some teams. So already uh, the, the, tie, the overtime has come into effect and, uh, and uh, broken a deadlock. Um, now, one of the reasons why we do have overtime Uh, because that does take an extra minute or two. Uh, One of the other rule changes, of course, Mo, is that uh, our mercy rule has been decreased to 15 points. Uh, So instead of the 18-point lead that a team would have uh, over their opponents would end the game, that uh, number is now reduced to 15. Uh, And again, that was brought out in uh, one of our Instagram posts. Uh, But the the rationale behind that is that the maximum number of points you can score uh, in when, when there's five or less plays, is 14 points, right? You got a touchdown, you go for the onside kick and convert, uh, score a touchdown after that, that's 12 points, and then get a two-point convert, uh, that's 14 points. So once you have a 15-point lead with five plays remaining, uh, that's an insurmountable lead in FBF, so uh, the game is officially
0: over. It. Right, so there's that as well. And then now also the offside rule, right, the rusher rule um, with what's going on with that. So rusher interference... Uh, can be a loss of down uh, based on the decision of choice here. So let's explain that if the pass rusher gets interfered by someone from the offense, what does that mean, Maggieggy?
1: Yeah, so there's it's uh, the the option or the the choice always goes to the deep end, the defense. They can of course decline the penalty uh, if it's just an incomplete pass. They can move a team back five yards and repeat the down. Uh, say it's first down and ten. they can have them go first and fifteen. Or you can uh, have the, the play result in a loss of down. So if it comes at a critical time, like on fourth down, like it did in my game, uh, the Dirty Birds got a pass, a rusher interference call on fourth down, uh, one yard away from our end zone. Uh, we don't, they don't have another chance uh, from fourth and six to try to score. That was a loss of uh, loss of downs, and therefore a turnover on downs. So it can be a really game changing play. Uh, in this new rule.
0: Okay, so again, if you have any rules questions, please email us. Ask the referees there. They're more than friendly enough to answer your questions about these rules moving forward. Uh, Now, as for CTA, as you see right now, we're not physically in the same uh, shipping container as we once were for many, many years. Uh, This is now the new look of CTA, what we're going to have, at least for the winter season. So what does this mean here? Because winter is our biggest uh, uh, league of teams, I believe there's, what, 15 divisions, Iggy, if I stand correct on that? along those lines, yeah. Yeah, roughly, 15 divisions, right? Um, We decided to break it down to two brands, like it's WWE, right, the Raw brand the SmackDown brand. And so what this means is that moving forward from week two and beyond, we'll have two shows per week. So that means we'll have a show on Tuesday and a show on Thursday. I will host a show on Tuesday. Iggy will host a show on Thursday. But we will not be doing the same division. So we'll have an alternation – we'll alternate on divisions every two weeks here – where if I'm doing division, say one four A five B co-ed one uh, women's two, whatever it is, some combination like that, he will do the other divisions that I'm not covering, and then we'll reverse it as we move along here. So we get different viewpoints, we get different uh, analysis, and most importantly though, that we get the full coverage without doing a five-hour mega cash show that we always would do back in the old shipping container days. Yeah, exactly. But it boils down to that. You'll do half the divisions
1: uh, on the Tuesday, and I'll do the other half on the Thursday, and. But we're not necessarily doing the same divisions each week we'll, we'll alternate based on uh based on contributors that are going to be joining us on uh, hosting the show right so um just to name a few of them uh we do have uh, jerome hovington manuel Lavoie. um uh just to name
0: a few of uh some of the contributors that are going to be on uh with us on calling the auto. don't forget dan lazaro too uh you know, uh, I believe Brent Block. you know, we'll have – and not only – this doesn't mean even right, it's going can be also players who want to jump in on the show uh, that want to talk to Iggy and I, whichever division we're covering for that week or weeks that we have uh, for that Fortnite window that we go with. But, it, it, look, like, it's a little bit different. It might take a little bit of adjustment to get used to this new format. Uh, but because, again, the, due to the depth of teams that we have, it's a lot to do a one whole show and, you know, we, we gaz out. So we figured let's split it up. Uh, it's two days, cover a little more ground, have more energy to work with in a shorter window of frame here to work with. And I think that might be cool to go with. And again, it, it's a trial and error thing. We'll, we'll, there's going to be good shows, going to be awful shows. We know what's, what the whole process is going to be like. But at the end of the day, as long as we, we provide you the content that's going to be valuable for your enjoyment, whether you watch or listen to it on, on the way to work or whatever you're doing at that point, uh, that's the key for us that we want to make sure it's fun, entertaining, and we'll still have our stupidness to go with. you know. It's not like it's going to end and that's it. So we'll make fun of each other no matter what. So we look forward to doing that moving forward here. So there you go. Tuesday and Thursday. I'll be doing Tuesdays. you will be doing Thursdays moving forward. All right, eggs. Um, because it's the first show, we're going to dive into it uh, with uh, a baseline look of the divisions that we'll start off with. Let's start off with the coeds One, two, and three this year. Uh, a lot to look at in terms of what we have uh, for co-ed this season. Let's start, uh, start off with co-ed one um look this is the best of the best right we have what eight teams in co-ed one and already we're starting to see a lot of close games it's a small sample size but i think coming into this division it has a lot of fascinating angles with how these teams are built up from player one to player six yeah Coed one really interesting
1: um it's the best of uh of co-ed and especially in the winter season that that high cap that we were talking about cap just now uh really really allows teams to uh bulk up their rosters uh um, and so you see higher division players come play and in, in co-ed um you saw yesterday Mo, first time. time you saw pat jerome uh tan uh death Olar, and marvin steinberg but even uh the the what the, the the best of the best women as well right it means the jasmine farmers the sarah parkers uh on full display uh so definitely one of the one of the interesting things that i wanted to see uh we saw sub-zero and Coed two in the fall cup take uh take home the championship there uh they started off hey beating or tying i should say uh kiss my end zone one of the what i think is going to be one of the favorites here in code one so i want to see uh, very interested in how their season's uh, going to go down after a championship season. Of course,
0: yeah, I, I, I spoke up your game that you had on Monday night at a bear. And then obviously, I was on Sunday doing the uh, uh, Le Parsonet game against uh, Plenty of Fish that came down to a one point win for Le Parsonet and how they won that game. And I think, quite frankly, I, what's going to be key in this division, Iggy, will be the defense and how well they play because the quarterback plays is, is going to be exquisite in this division. Uh, there's some really good throwers, whether Sarah Parker, Mo Lacasse, uh, unfortunately you uh throwing for your team. But I just think that in the two games that I've scored cap, it's that one play that's made the difference. And that happened with plenty of fish and them losing uh on Sunday at Loyola. And if it's it's that window that you have to be pinpoint on. If you're not pinpoint with that with that passing window, it could cost you a possession, cost you six points or the game at the end of the day. Yeah, and actually one of the other rule changes
1: that we didn't uh, discuss and we'll talk about it here because it's relevant to co-ed is uh, that you can have only a maximum of three male players on the field now. So uh, generally teams will suit up three males, three females on the field. And I can tell you it already made a difference. Uh, Already co-ed was uh, a division and a structure where teams that had the best women often had a, an advantage, I can tell you that that additional female on the field makes that even more true. Uh, that's one of the benefits that sub-zero or zero-sub in this case in color one uh, that they're going to be uh, have an upper hand on many of these teams. They have the best of the best women on their team, and it really neutralizes uh, what other teams can do uh, offensively. Even even just down the middle, uh, if you have a male quarterback and a male snapper, that I means you only have one male wide receiver and and three uh, female wide receivers, right? So it'll be interesting to see which teams uh, rush female players, like Jessica Bestampin, one of the best out there. Uh, teams that have female snappers and, and, and excel at that position are able to have two male wide receivers. Again, if the quarterback is male. So all those dynamics of how really positioning male and female players in in uh, several Key uh, positions is going to be very, very important
0: in this division. Yeah, Bostrap and actually is only 13 sacks away from a century in her career. So, and wow. that's in actually since winter 2022. So she's done that um, in relatively quick fashion right now. Uh, so she's only 13 away from hitting the century mark in her career as a pass rusher. And she had some uh, headaches for you as a quarterback yeah. in your game as well. I, look, I think before we get to co-ed two here, I just think that for Co ed one seven well, eight wins, I think is more than enough. I think seven could get you a, a top three spot because I think this is gonna be very close here with how these teams were stacked up in co ed one this season.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought you were gonna say seven wins is gonna, you know, just get you into the playoffs. Uh, no, okay. no,
0: no, 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 no,
1: uh, yeah, sure, seven is gonna get you, uh, is gonna get you a top three. Uh, maybe I can see a team going nine and one or, uh, eight and two, uh, for that I don't think top. so.
0: Wiggs. No, I don't think, think so. It's gonna be that tight? Look at the death row teams in this division. I mean, uh, I mean uh, yeah, I think, yeah, any, any of these
1: teams can beat any of the other teams on, on any given night. Maybe you're right. Uh, what do you think would
0: be the cutoff for the playoffs here? Is that a five and five season? Uh, I think four wins six? is probably going to get you in as as a low end seed in this playoffs.
1: And 46 is not a bad season. So that's uh four wins. It's 40%. That's,
0: yeah. So start yeah. winning your games early. Yeah, four wins. Uh the, the if you obtain enough credit in the early in the first five games, if you can go at least three wins. If you're if you get four wins in the first five, you're good. I, I as I said, four wins gets you win. But if you get three in the first five games. Uh, look, the, the target mark at that point is that you get two more wins and that should be more than enough for safety in terms of being in the playoff uh, by early April as well. So I think this division has a lot more question marks in a good way of the intrigue of what's going to happen. When we look at coet 2 and how this is going to play out here, look, it's a bigger division. There's, I think, upwards of 20 teams in this, in this division. Um, my God, like, I, I look at some of these teams, there are some returning teams that have played in coet in years past. Tigres. Being one of them, I uh, kissed my Christmas balls. Had a f- phenomenal fall cup as well. Uh, Pick six, we know very well. Uh, the IG team two, which is the uh, you know junior team of IG team and Co-Ed one, Fit Squad, why. Uh, y. Uh, there is a lot of very good, desirable teams that will have a big impact in this wide open division of 20 teams this year. Eggs. Yeah, I mean, I, you're you're and
1: you're, and you're, you're just rattling off uh all of those and then there's a couple of co-ed three teams that are trying to make the jump up to co-ed two you have the ball hard universities of the world who's going to carry the bows so uh want to see how those teams progress uh it'll be very interesting uh but then you have some even a uh, women's team i believe dream killers um according to zachary alberts gill uh our co-ed three writer uh saying that they're making the jump uh from the women's division well, of course we'll talk about koa 3 in a second uh so never mind what i just said um but yeah some teams like i said making the jump um and then again you have some uh some relatively new teams that are trying it for the first time like uh tam Viliadeth and Max Jidu with team meow meow uh bringing their uh sarah bold Anel i believe is the quarterback um so uh you got crispy bay as well right and uh having uh, lori willette on on his team and pass whooping uh with emerson peterkin and joey Tara on the team so that's another one that uh that yeah, i am very interested in seeing yeah. how they
0: do team meow meow is the coolest name in a co-ed too pretty cool it's a very cool although name. Although,
1: yeah. although tom was telling me that he he wanted to know how the qb flex works uh and i guess now since we're uh on co-ed two uh basically the qb flex for every point that your quarterback is over the QB uh cap of coed two. It costs your team five points that will get lowered from the general team cap. Uh, so Tam Milliadef was asking me, you know, how how does that work exactly? And I explained it to him. Uh, I believe he's five points over the cap. So five times five, that it would reduce his team cap by 25 points. And he said, Well, you can just call us team ow, ow, uh, if ever I need to replace uh It's not around
0: more that, (laughs) man. Well, like this, this to give everyone a a little clarification here. If you go in the Coet Two standings right now, you can see the green part, which is sixteen teams make it, four don't make it. If you look at the playoff breakdown of this page, disregard that. We'll have the proper protocols up to understand how this plays out for this division. But I think get, I think right now, Iggy, with how this division looks like, um, you know, there's a lot more questions because against a bigger number of teams in this division here. Uh, I, I think Chris, Kiss my Christmas balls will be a team to watch out for. Uh, Tig days always intrigued me because now they've been in the league now for two seasons. They were there for spring early this year and for Fall Cup uh, just uh, that just passed and they've kind of gradually improved. So I think they might be in that top ten mix, uh, mid table format for them. Um, pick six. Uh, I'm also looking at as a team. I'm circling to see how well they played this year as well. You mentioned Team Mao with uh, Tavleen Death and what he's built up here. But also, uh, you know, some teams that right now had a bit of a glitch, right? We know about Fit Squad. They lost on Monday at Heber. Kenny Coulee is a team that has played in this league for a while now. Why and why? These teams have had success in years past. I think they'll all be factors in the top 10 table of this division this year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I
1: and speaking of top 10, I mean, I can see a team going 6-4 and four even making the top 10. So, um, but yeah, like like you said, I'd like to see the uh, how teams. Uh, like you said, Tigres is a fascinating team with their hurry up. They're notorious now for their hurry up offense, and it catches a lot of teams off guard. Uh, let's see now that uh, some teams are more familiar with them. Uh, see how they adjust, and obviously put the, their best rusher on uh, on Nestor, uh, the quarterback for Tijuana.
0: Well, they they have. Uh, I think one of the biggest advantages that they have, in a good way, is that. Uh, their language arts, right? Because they're a team from Mexico, so they can communicate in Spanish. For those who don't understand Spanish, so they have the ability to adjust in the fly, which could be an X factor for them. Because you talk about no-huddle offense, right? We've seen that Chip Kelly in the NFL, or even in college football with Oregon back in the day. I must say they can run like 45 million plays in the span of 20 seconds, but it keeps teams on their toes, right? And I think. That's the one thing now we're seeing is that teams are trying to be much more aggressive and trying to get as many plays as they can. And I think in this division here, we do have uh, the freedom and vibrancy from these quarterbacks to really make a big player, too, along the way. So I think days could definitely be a, a, a sneaky good team. Five, six wins could be in their category. But I think for those who are trying to get into the playoffs, you're at minimum. I think three is going to be the cutoff to get into the playoffs if you're going to be a, a 16 seed or higher. Yeah, I don't
1: think two wins is enough, uh, given all the uh, the the talent in the division. i um, I I think you're looking at three, maybe a th- three wins and a tie. You may need seven points. Uh, might be the cutoff for uh, for this division.
0: Yeah, seven might be ambitious though, because that means you're 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 probably if if you get seven, I think you're now ranging yourself in the ten to thirteen range. Um, I, I don't think. I think there'll be some teams that will be ahead of the pack uh, eggs that get you nine, eight wins, if not nine wins. And then you can have a cluster of teams are going to be that six to seven range, I think three or four. And then after that, I think everyone's going to bounce from either two to five wins. And I think that's going to be a bit more disparity because it's a bigger sample size of teams. Right. And I think we'll have more disparity in the bottom half of the table compared to the top half.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's uh, That speaks enough for uh, for, for Co-Ed 2. If uh, if we transition, if we may...
0: Uh, uh, oh, I want to talk Co-Ed 2 all night long here. Oh, you want
1: to, uh, th- yeah, never mind. You you host the show, You're right. I'll, I'll be hosting on Thursdays. It's Tuesday <laughs> night after all. Uh, posting this on Wednesday,
0: of course, on YouTube. But, uh, uh,
1: yeah, go for it. Uh, wrap Look, up, uh, Co-Ed
0: 3. Um, <laughs> This is a division that we look, we know our, our, our good friend Zachary Albert gills who's going to be writing articles on Co 3 He's got Michael Scott's Tots in this division. Um, I, I think we got to be patient with this division, eggs. I think because there's teams who are trying to get themselves acclimatized playing the FPF. So I, I think we're going to see a little bit more of disparity of score lines where I think there will be at least a handful of games. That will have no five plays, or it'll be fourteen plus mercy rule type of thing here in this division.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I think I think patience is going to be a key word, like you said. Um, block party is a team, uh, like uh, Zach uh, highlighted and under underscored in his article. Uh, let's see how you know their experience and they played together. So that's one leg up that they have on most teams. Uh, another one. Uh, that would be interesting is Thunder Villains, right? This is the Thunder uh, mix of the Villains team from last year's co-ed uh, and Thunder Buddies that went to the co-ed three finals, uh, led by Terry Babylon himself. Uh, that's going to be a team that he's put up to, put together a very nice roster in in Coed three. Uh, and just a uh, shout out to uh, Jeremy uh, Thompson O'Reilly had five interceptions in his first game. That's a hell of a way
0: to start the season. And Julian Pruer, I believe, is playing quarterback in Kauai at 3, I believe. Yes, he is with uh, Aguirre, Aguirre yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they won. They beat, yeah. beat Zach Albert Gill's team on, on Saturday in Brossard, I believe. So, yeah. Yeah. so I mean, look, there's some good quarterback play in this division. I think what will come down to is defenses, right? How well can you adjust your defense and not give up the big play? And I think, look, it's early. It's a small sample size of, of one game for, for all these teams here. But, you know, you're seeing that a lot of these wins were 12-plus point wins. There weren't many one-possession victories here uh, at the end of the day. So defenses have to adjust and and be more, I guess, on your toes and keep themselves pressing forward, try to come out with a big player too if they can in this division this year.
1: Yeah, the the offenses are going to be sporadic, I'd say, uh, where maybe a a couple of handful of teams have the experience to put up 30-plus points. Um, But some of the other teams, the bottom half, are going to struggle, I'd say, Putting up uh, 18 or more, so yeah, you're going to see maybe some this uh, disparity in the score lines, like you've seen a couple of them uh, in week one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still going to be an interesting to see who are those other teams that are going to rise to the top.
0: Right. Uh, wins, losses, minimum amount of wins to get in is what in your mind?
1: Oh, I think you just need one, maybe two wins to get in. I think uh, two be enough. See- seeing as uh, there's only one team uh that gets eliminated
0: and how many wins for the division uh to win the division you might have to go 10 and or 9 and
1: 1 in this one uh wh- whoever will, will uh you know long way down in march we're going to see maybe a couple teams at 8 and 0 uh at least i would say there's going to be three teams at 7 and 0 at one point uh or after 7 games so uh So, I think 10 10, but maybe nine.
0: But I'm going to say 10 0. I'm going to go nine wins. I don't think there'll be an undefeated team in this division. I think there will be undefeated, as I said, going to late March. But I think somewhere along the line, those teams will knock each other out and we'll have uh, a nine and one team, eight and two team. I think two wins will be more than enough to get in the playoffs here. Again, if you look at the first five of your schedule, if you update to three of the first five, I think you're good in this division to get in at least as a three-one team uh, going towards April playoffs. Cool. Yeah. All right, on to women's uh, division, and this is probably um, one of our fastest-growing uh, division and divisions because now we have two of them. Uh, but you can just see the quality of play uh, being filtered out now that you, you no longer have the superiors and the, I guess, the minnows playing in the same division. We've been able to filter them out and have them in a proper division. And this is probably the most exciting time to be a female football player in Canada and, of course, in Quebec, where it is the hub for athletes galore going towards maybe Team Canada and the Olympics in L.A. in 2028, which you can see on display here at FPF. Iggy, we look at uh, the women's one and what we have. We have the six best teams. Um, I got to see uh, Bleu play over the weekend against Sub Zero. I got to see the Bees play, led by head coach Sarah Parker, uh, with the young Bees uh, play over the week against Vortex. Uh, and there's this division, I think, will be the premier of all because same thing as you know when we break down divisions, this is going to be one of those photo finishes that it's going to be, I think, very close and tight in terms of the wins uh, going towards the halfway point, and I think. Again, I think eight wins should be enough to win the one seed, but you never know because it's so close to how these games are going to be this year in women's one.
1: I mean, who's your early season favorite to win the division? Is it not Sub-Zero coming off uh, – they won it in co too, like we uh, mentioned a little earlier.
0: Yeah, to look, New I think they Bleu, the- we'll figure it out. I think they Bleu just had a tough run um, against uh, Sub-Zero on the weekend. Uh I just thought Le Bleu's office didn't find their 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 fluency in that game. Uh, Emma Racine looked wonderful playing, uh, but that's that's the biggest problem is that they have a roster of like I think like nine ten, but they only use four options. You know, I'm, and again, I know not five on five, but can they find the ability to distribute the ball a little bit more balance here and try and get more of that? I think Subjury was able to use that more than than Le Bleu did, but I think Le Bleu is my team. I'm going to watch on. not because I'm wearing a blue hoodie here today. But I just think that they are they are the cream, they're the queens of the manor when it comes to Quebec football. And I think that they will defend the manor. And, th- and I believe they will be in the finals by the time we have the finals in uh, early May.
1: I mean, yeah, uh I think bees are gonna be an interesting one that the teams you mentioned. Uh of course Sarah Parker was on the sideline. She's quarterbacking sub zero. Uh Sophia presuti was uh, was actually the quarterback for bees. Uh, and looked very impressive, uh, honestly. Even though they only scored 18 points, they were driving the field uh, and just came a, a, a little short. Of once they did cross midfield, of course, the women's division being uh, no first downs for every 10 yards is a first down once you cross midfield, and then just have four four more plays to, to try and punch it into the end zone. Um, but I did, uh, from what I saw from the bees, both offensively, but especially particularly defensively allowing only seven points against a pretty strong Vortex club. Mm -hmm. Um, Though Vortex, you know, uh, met a little speed bumps along the way in, uh, in the fall season. Um, But adding Lauriane Beauchamp uh, to, to the squad, she's one of the best female players in all of, uh, in all of Quebec, all of Canada. Yeah. Uh, And the Bees were able to shut her down. Uh, Only until late, a late game score made it a little closer. Um, But the Bees defense looked on point.
0: Well, look, the best game of the week is going to happen Wednesday at Haber, and that's going to be uh, Blue Pood against Brutes, right? Uh, th- this is a sumptuous matchup uh, of, of eloquence of these teams here, and I, I believe that it's going to be the first one to 40 wins. That's how confident I am that these teams are going to drop points on each other on Wednesday. And, and that's why it comes back to my point. that We, we mentioned this earlier in the show, uh, Iggs, about quarterback playing and how – in co-ed, that might be a key against those defenses because the windows are super tight. In this division here, the defenses are so complex because they play they, they play these shoots here and they put a lot of traps out there that you fall into that trap, you'll get burnt, right? So I just think that the quarterback play has to be alpha level. And I think all these quarterbacks in this division have that pedigree to really make a big influence with their teams being successful this season. And just to wrap it
1: up here for the women so given that the mode lacasse finally broke that barrier and won her championship uh in damn fall straight season, <laughs> and won her championship in the in the fall season uh what 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 do you what odds do you give good for going all the way in a in a really stacked women's one
0: wonder- well look Le Bleu, i think rebounds back i think Brutz will have um like, it won't be like Fall Cup. Okay, let's, let's call it what it is. I mean, think they, they know that. I think they can be a 7-1 team. I really believe they can be a 7-1 team, which would probably put them uh, somewhere between 3 and 4, 2, 3, and 4. Yeah. So I, I, and I think that's fair for them. I, I, look, they can easily win 8. But I think what it will come down to is all about matchup dependency and how who they face in that week and how hot is Mother Cass, how good is their receiving core Because even in that thought they had in the Fall Cup uh, over Red Nation, they won convincingly, but it wasn't domination. So, uh, they're not going to be able to dominate as they did in the fall cup eggs, but I think they'll definitely be a, a contender that we'll have that conversation about when we do the playoff preview in the spring. Percentage points, Mo. Give me a percentage point. The question was percentage. I will go with 28% of the win.
1: Okay. I'll give them 30, just the two of you.
0: Yeah, you know, if you look at the uh, if they break even, it's 29. That was we, no one wins, right? So, so, again, it is what it is with that. But looking at women's two, um, again, it's a humongous division of 19 teams. Uh, there's some really good teams uh-huh. that I got to see. I saw Cavaliers play uh, Monday at Hebert. Uh, Red Nation is in this equation. Fitzquad in this equation as well. Uh, Cara Babes are in this co- uh, equation. The Cheetahs, the Vanny Cheetahs also have a team in here. Uh, Le Petit Miette are back as well. Um, there's some teams in here, uh, Iggy that uh i think could be on the cusp of maybe not this year but in two years from now it could be in, in women's one at that point of the development of a fly football team
1: uh i mean carababes are uh our team that went to the final uh last winter season so saw a bunch of success i think that's one of the teams that could uh make the the jump to women's one and come uh winter 2025 right. uh but you know 365 days from now we can have uh to, uh, revisit that conversation, but uh, that's definitely one of the leading uh, candidates. They face off against Kiss My Boots. The Kiss My franchise has uh, has extended its feet and uh, and dipping its toes in the the women's waters.
0: Now, uh, now, yeah. Kiss My Boots. What type of boots are we talking about? Uh, you want to go with Uggs, uh,
1: or you want to go with I don't know what? What do you want? I
0: go. I know, uh, know it's a women's division, but if you are talking about like cool. We go with Mickey Luna Force once. All right. I'm saying, yeah. the coolest boots out there. Uh,
1: but yeah, th- that's going to be an interesting uh team. It's a nice, it's a, it's, it's, it's a nice team they've put together. Um, Laurie Willette, uh Abigail Cockerton, uh, Lorian uh Erica Dubois, Amelie Durochet Just to rattle off some of the uh, the names. Uh, a lot of uh, they've, I think they're. And as speaking of this with some players. I think they're experienced playing in the co-ed divisions uh where there, there's a bit more physicality in the game you know we're defending some male uh, receivers i think especially on defense that uh, aggressiveness and that that uh, physicality that they're that they're used to from co-ed transitioning that over to the women's teams uh, I, I think that's going to give them a, a, a small but significant advantage over some of these other women's teams
0: yeah, I think so, too. Um, I think the, the key in this division is, is depth um, in women's two. I think women's one, you can get away with quality, right? Depth is always a, is a plus, no question, right? But in women's two, if you have that depth, because you know not every player is going to be of, of high quality, right? You have players who are only in high school who are playing this division or first-year stage-ups. So they're, they're not at that physical maturation of, of, a, of, of some teams who are maybe in their mid-20s or, or late-20s for that matter. So I think having that quality depth can definitely be a big factor for them. Yes, it's five on five, but hey, you never know. And, you know, we've seen teams have who have lost players to injuries that have hurt their chances to win in women's. So I think if you have that quality depth to work with, Iggy, I think that's going to be a, a saving grace or an X factor uh, for them to win this division. And now, look, I'll ask you this question. Are we, are we comfortable on anointing one or two teams being the heavy favorites to win this division this year?
1: I mean the cavaliers look strong even the Patriot csl uh looks strong from the highlights that we uh some of the highlights that we posted um but i gotta go with cara Babes. that was a very strong team um but just to list uh three or four those are those would be the uh the leading contenders for me
0: well okay so what about all good old red nation i mean they've built the momentum i mean uh do we put them in that conversation with Carababes as being the favorites along with the Cavaliers, who might be, I think, on the outside of my point, I think Lynx Net will be a team to watch out for um as well. But I agree with you on the Cara Babes, but I think Red Nation might be a factor because they always play well as you move along in the season, and then when they hit the playoffs, that's when they're peaking.
1: Yeah, no, you're you're definitely right. We we gotta give them their, their due diligence, their due justice. Sorry. Uh here they definitely they've made the finals. What is it now? Three of the past four seasons, or so. Uh, they went so, two of the
0: last three, I believe,
1: or, or at least two of the last three. Or two so, the last
0: four, whatever it is, right? Two, right, right, right.
1: So they they have the pedigree uh, to uh, to make playoff runs. Uh, that's that's definitely they they've proven that. Uh, so yes, they're definitely in that conversation as a contender.
0: Yeah, I think you know what though. I think there'll be a surprise team in this in this division. I don't know which one yet because it's still early in in the, in the process. But I think there will be – look, like, we have established names, right, Eggs? But I think there will be that one team that we say, oh, my God, they, this team we didn't see come out of – you know, they came out of left field, and here they are in that top five conversation and a team that no one wants to play come April for playoffs. I think that
1: that team might be Kiss My Boots, the one we were just talking about led by, uh, um, by Marielle Girard at the
0: quarterback position. Well, it's going to be be fascinating. Kiss my boots, be that team, be the X-Factor team moving towards uh, the season here. We're only one game in, right, for most of these teams here. So a lot of content to unfold when it comes down to these teams. Uh, All right, eggs, on to the 35 divisions, the 35-plus KTFL draft and the 35-plus Legends draft. Now, the KTFL draft, um, which is in conjunction with the KTFL league with our our good friends out there in the West Island, um, I know it's only four teams here. Uh, but uh are we are we gonna anoint JMJ as usual as being our favorites to win this division this season?
1: I mean, sure.
0: Uh JMJ, uh if you look at the roster, just opening it up here. Ryan um, Kastner, first- Scott Bins, Kevin Kusai, John Moody, Francis Haley. I mean, yeah, that's that's a good roster. and uh, even
1: Corustim Robertson is a is a solid addition to the uh to the team. But yeah, when when uh, when I find about thirty-five plus, there's a lot of good quarterbacks, um, and uh, Ryan Cassler definitely up there now, uh, having played with Hashtag #NR uh, this past spring season. Uh, I think got him back into a higher rhythm, higher level competition. Uh, so look for him to be uh, one of the better quarterbacks here in uh, in
0: thirty-five plus. Even, even fly plus, right? I mean, you got a pretty good team in fly plus with Jim Cleathress, Jason Rossi. Uh, Tony Lala, Vince Nardone, who's been a, a, a stalwart in, in the higher divisions in, in FPF. Uh, Dave Allen, we know very well, who's part of this KTFL um, uh, process. So I, I think this might be a two-horse race with Fly Plus and JMJ being the favorites. And around getting up, they play in the opening game on Monday, on January 15th, coming up.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, definitely a solid roster. Um, can't remember if they made the finals, but this was a team that was uh, was scoring at ease. Uh, with Jason rossi at the helm found a good connection with uh, with GM so uh, yeah then uh, that's that's another team that really uh, to watch out for.
0: all right in the other 35 plus division here uh look there there is a favorite of my books in this team here uh Bearskins, we know uh, this is a, a team that's played in, in divisions in the higher caliber in years past. I look at their roster and what they've uh have here Chris Millard. Jim Clathers, Kevin Lidman, Marco Bertoli, Neil Ensign, Ryan Ensign, Sean Payne, Biss Nardone. Um, without even looking at the other teams here, this is my favorite to win this division, no question.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I have to totally agree with you there. Uh, Bearskins after a tough, was it Division Three last winter? Yeah, they had a bit uh, of a
0: turbulent run in that division.
1: Right, right. I think going, I want to say, 2-8. and eight. In uh, Division Three last year, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely this yeah. is uh, this is definitely going to be a team that uh, that goes nine and 10 and zero. You rattled off the names, but just uh, just the top level talent: uh, Chris Miar, Neil Lettinsen, Marco Bertoldi. Uh, that's that's really strong, yeah, <laughs> that's and, for sure.
0: And, and look, even even um, Team Ethics senior uh, to carry over for Team you uh, Dave, Dave DeAndre, who you know very well uh, that you played with. Uh, they are going to be a fun to team fun team to watch in this level of competition, how they are. Henry Dam, Apdal Martin, and, and a couple of the guys in this roster. So, But I, I just think Bearskins are my favorites. I think they might run away. and I'm not saying they go undefeated, but they, they, they have a good chance to be 9-1 nine, nine if not in two.
1: Yeah, uh, but, but I do think Team Ethnic Senior, like you're saying, is a team that will, will give a run for their money. They have, I'd say – Probably the better depth over Bearskins. Bearskins will have the yeah. higher top level talent, but the depth right. uh, runs pretty deep on uh, on Team Ethnic Senior, for sure. Uh,
0: quickly here, um, everything hurts. Anthony Sija, uh, Frank Tiolo Colater- Colatrella, who we know very well, quarterback, Josh Curry, uh, Marco Rinaldi, Matthew Boucher. Um, Look, I know the I know the the competition of this team played in in the lower divisions of FPF, and they were kind of outclassed in most of the time here. Yeah. But this might be a perfect fit for them, and they might win four, if not five, games, be that middle team in this pack of five in this division.
1: Yeah, I see them more, uh, you know, getting a win uh, every other week here. Not, not uh, maybe they can string, uh, you know, two, maybe three wins in a row. Um, but that's that would be at best. Um one of the things, you know, we've we've seen over the years. Uh let's see if Frank Taylor, Colitrella uh can uh can find his niche here in the uh, thirty five plus
0: division. Of course. All right, Egg's on to division six and what we have and, and now we get to the I guess the uh the bigger divisions of teams and and how this is and and we, we get a lot of teams. come up to us saying hey you picked against us and we're like who are you again and then they "We're division this and this okay cool all right let's dive into division six and what we have lined up in this conference um your early take of is there a team that has caught your attention that you're keeping a track on and how this could play out this year uh just early
1: on uh they played uh... Want to say uh, the spring, maybe even the fall cup uh, is all a little blurry now. Uh, coming back from the uh, the New Year's and holiday break, but school school was a team that uh, uh, made some key additions. Zumel Zoumell, uh, forget I'm blanking on the name, but uh, Vincent Amel excuse uh, excuse me, uh, Vincent Zoumell in uh, in Division Six is going to be a, a very dangerous weapon. Uh, already school was a team that clearly has played together in the past uh, and adding another uh, big piece in Ben is uh, is gonna do uh, some some good for them um another team I saw play on uh, on Saturday uh, as we do have Saturday uh ships from 12 to three in the afternoon in the Loyola Dome I saw the Royals uh, with Eric Pelusiak a quarterback uh saw pretty good things from him uh in a 27 six victory. Uh, over albeit a brand new team in FBF, uh, they looked uh pretty solid for uh, for my liking in Division Six.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about Texas Chuchas and how, they, how they'll how they react to this division. Uh, we know them very well, eggs from from years past. Yeah, uh, I want to know how they will be in this division. I, I think they could be a, a team to watch out for as a whole. Um, you know, and, and I think in Division Six, for what has built a missus goal before, um. Another team that I'm looking at in terms of where they will be is uh, is, is uh, Cavaliers de Rohan. This is a team that we know very well from years past as well. Uh, they have been competitive. Uh, I like how this team has been built. They had a convincing win over the weekend, their first game of the year. Uh, when you factor in uh, what they've had in play so far from their roster that they built up here, um, look, they have a pretty good receiving core to work with uh you look at uh, alex badger who i think can be a big influence this season this year for them they can make an impact as well Uh, i think the quarterback will be key for them as i try to see that there's no one that will play for that quarterback but yeah
1: i'll have to take a look at that because i score kept that game uh and uh uh, maybe i was training someone and uh showing them uh the Uh, but but uh, to to your point, Mo, it's exactly what you wanted to look at was the quarterback. I can tell you this was not their regular quarterback. He's yeah. got to look good. He looked comfortable in the pocket. Did not look like a Division six quarterback. I'm not saying a Division three or anything, but he, he he did look like you know a solid foundation, a solid playbook, and like we like you said, uh, the cast of receiving characters that uh, that we know, the Gabriel Spazooks, the Alex Badgers, the Claves Rabach. Uh, these guys have shown that they can score, and they put up 28 points in the first half. Let off the gas a little bit, but uh, playing, again, a brand-new team in Chamonix Uh Cavaliers Rohan, you're right, with a new quarterback, with a solid quarterback, uh, might might be an 8-2 team that uh, come at, come the end of the season are uh, are in a prime position for a good playoff run.
0: Yeah, Chamonix Sh- shows is – I'm intrigued by them, not because of the name. I think the name is super cool because it's Lidal's toughest, but uh, Jonathan Botazzi had a good game. I mean, he had five catches for 84 yards, ten targets, uh, two TDs. Um, you look at the quarterback here, Matthew Botazzi. Uh, again, <laughs> not the most ideal numbers. These are almost uh, how could I use uh, a good comparison? It's so almost Zach Wilson numbers. 931. <laughs> yeah, 9-31, <Not, not laughs> Right? It but, was. Uh, it, it was Division Six. Right. It was clearly the
1: first time playing.
0: They were having fun out there, uh, but definitely a lot of room for improvement. Yeah, and again, look, Div Six is again, it's it's developmental, right? And one thing that we, you and I both know very well, is that there will be a lot of running up of the scoreboard. Uh, there, there might be a situation where a team might go 10-0 because they play the weakest schedule and we get in the playoffs, they get knocked down in the first round. But that's why this division, as as great as it can be, which it is, we, we might see a handful of teams that will go. Eight and two, nine and one, and ten and zero. But they all get bounced in the first round because they end up playing a, a team that they didn't play at all during the regular season. But they're just better competition than the playoffs at that point. So there's always an upset too that we see in this playoff window for Division Six this year.
1: Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely the
0: case. All right, on to Division Five A and B. We, we'll go Five A first, eggs, and how this plays out here. So, look, divisions. We split the divisions in two for Five A and Five B. Uh, reason mean because we want to make sure that we have the right filter of how it is we don't want to be too big of division that, that creates a bit of a, a chasm of talent here but your early thoughts on how this can play out for 5a um we know the Bulldogs have a new quarterback at play this year uh, a team that i watched on the weekend was the ducks they look pretty impressive and how they are on both sides of the football uh a team that i'm looking to see is Rico riders they could be a, a I see a good team, Pasarabia, we are very familiar with. A squad had a bit of a tough start in broad start on the weekend. Bandits 2, uh, Super Troopers as well that I got to see. So there are some teams I'm very familiar with, but they did not have the most sterling start that they wanted to their uh, campaign this year.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, looking at the the uh, the division come preseason, uh, I was, I'm very intrigued with this division. There are some nice teams here. Once again, uh the Thunder Buddies are gonna be uh, uh one of the teams that, you know, probably go eight and two, uh even even seven and three would be a good record in this, this division because of all the good uh the good teams. West Island Habibis are making a run uh back in division five as well. Uh I believe Nick DiMalo, I wanna say, was the quarterback in this one. Uh just as the uh the stats have, uh, come up, but that's definitely uh, one of the teams, yeah, Nick DiMalo throwing, uh, his his legs uh, are going to be a, 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 a dangerous weapon uh, for this team and for the entire division defenses. Uh, well, look who's probably, catching the ball for him, though.
0: Sam Anastopoulos, right?
1: Yeah, that was a very, very nice addition. They
0: built some chemistry in the three-on-three charity
1: tournament, uh, and uh, it's definitely already transitioned over in the first game.
0: Yeah, and, and look, they got Zach Stacy, Samantha Dimalo as well. Creamy, yeah, Sim as well. This is no pushover. I think the Weston Habibis are, are are in that category with Rico Riders um, to make noise in this division. Hale Marty's we know very well is on top of that. So again, I think this has more. Uh, there's more uh, high-end boiling action of how this can be for this division here. I think eight should be enough to win the division uh, to get the number one seed. Uh, to get into the playoffs, of course, is a bit uh, tighter. I think it'll be three that gets you in the playoffs this year.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with a, the team will go 10 and 0, so 10 wins for uh, the number one seed. Uh, and I'm gonna go. Yeah, it, I was. I'm tempted to go with four wins, but that seems a little high. I think you're right, Mo. I think three wins will uh, will get you into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and watch out for the Ducks. I know it's early, but but they they, they impressed me on Sunday. Um, Antoine Chabot is is a good two-way dual quarterback for them. But their defense played really well. Uh, Gab Barbeau had an interception. Loic Dagenet had an interception as well. Barbeau had two PDs. Uh, they have athletes. And this is a team that I believe did it, it, play f- tackle football, uh, I'm trying to get familiar with them, before they played flag. And I'm going to circle the Ducks as a team that will probably be 500-ish. But could get to six, maybe seven, if it falls your way this year.
1: And then, and you're saying you're 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 looking out for them to be a surprise team, coming? Yeah, in yeah,
0: yeah. I think the Ducks have yeah.
1: have that pedigree. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, the the one for me that that could win and could uh, win the number one seed at least for the regular season, uh, and and be that dominant team, uh, give give me sleeping all stars. Uh there's Costland's planny uh playing in division two, uh but also playing in here in the in division five. You have mm-hmm. King Charles, uh you have uh there was another name on this uh
0: uh anyway, there's uh, a lot there's a lot of bad guys on that team. Yeah, yeah. So I mean
1: that that transition between tackle and flag is not always a pretty one, uh, but the, some of these players have played flag. Uh, as they, as they, uh, as they know, it's it's yes, you're using the same equipment, same football, uh, but really a different sport. Some of these guys have already made that transition uh, to uh, to what's successful for flag football. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll look for sleeping all stars to be uh, perhaps that team that goes ten
0: Yeah, AJ Gomes talking about sleeping all stars being a dark horse team to watch out for in the fall cup. So we'll see how this plays out for them. Uh, on to five B, uh, and look, there's some old reliables, uh, Ranthins Toon Squad, uh, Win Diesel, uh, Top G, Betway Bandits had a nice win on Sunday as well that I got to see uh, them play. Um, uh, and, you know, there's some teams that that I got to see that did lose that have potential as well uh, to make a noise. But I think this division, again, has a has bit more parity in terms of that. I think it'll be a lot closer in the competition in the top half of this division going towards uh, the full out 10 game schedule.
1: Yeah, uh, one thing that pops out to me uh, are the uh, retired All-Stars that you saw yesterday. Uh, please send a rusher. Please, please, <laughs> if there's one thing that I beg you, please send a rusher when you're in anywhere on the field, but especially in the red zone. Three times you didn't send a rusher and three times uh, the uh, the opponent, your opponent scored touchdowns. Please, please send a rusher.
0: Yeah, they're they're gonna have a tough road, man. I think it's just, it's a classic team that has has football experience, as you said before in a previous uh, segment, but don't know the flag game as well. and And they're gonna have a lot of um, ills along the way and trying to get themselves up to date of being a a competent flag football team in this division.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, uh, some of the uh, some of the things that I'm gonna uh, look out for in this division. Uh, you got the Brewers, of course, returning. Um, always find it tough uh, to either—they always find it tough, even which division to register for, right? They're always that team that uh, we're getting uh, our, our, our butts handed to us by uh, these young Division Six teams that are that are coming up uh, and playing their first season in FPF. Uh, have found usually their their best success in Division Five B, so that's where they are here. So let's see how uh, how far they. Have taken their development. Uh, Shea Benny Express, one of these teams, like Win Diesel, that were uh, trying to make Division Six rosters, but were finally booted up to uh, to Division Five B. Uh, those two teams coming off wins in Week One, and of course Win Diesel coming off their championship in Tier Four. Uh, let's let's. Uh, it's a good twenty-nine to zero shutout win uh, in their first Division Five B.
0: I'm struggling packing Packers. Uh, I, I know this team... Decently well from the Sage up ranks. Noah delulu Langelier uh, who played quarterback Champlain College. Uh, if he's going to throw, uh, I'm intrigued. I, I think he could be a wild card for for packing Packers uh, and try to win this division here. Guillaume Cote, I know very well. Uh, Felix Daniel as well. So that's the team I'm going to circle as being maybe uh, under the radar that you want to buy the stock now because that could be pretty high when it's all said and done. So sure. for buying stock today, Iggs, give me uh, packing Packers. This is my team to, to really buy low and sell high. Bear. Bear. all right very nice and uh what are you looking at in terms of uh of the number one seed
1: you have a, you have a wind, diesel.
0: wind diesel wind diesel tune squad um those are the teams i think betway Bannetts can be in the top half of this division here yeah. um I think they're probably out there. Maccabees I, I think have a, a stout team they were competitive last winter uh going towards the season here so I, I think right now wind Diesel, Two Squad, Ramfins are probably the three that I'm circling as being the, the top end targets for this division. What about so you? Well,
1: you might want to change your your thoughts on Ramfins. I believe uh, they don't have their returning quarterback from the past two seasons. So uh,
0: So we will eliminate them from my conversation then. Well, there you go. So they're no longer the best jerseys in all of FPF. They Thank sell you. the best logo in FPF you, to your chagrin that you do all the time when I say that. They're right there, you do it again right there, I as usual. Shocker. Shocker. Anyway, on to uh, the next division here, which is uh, 4A and 4B. Uh, as we move up in this division ranks here, as we look at 4A, um, as this Jerome computer... Bolington. Jerome yeah, your uh, Division 4 uh,
1: writer for uh, this winter uh, season. Uh, but yes, division.
0: we'll start with Division 4A. Yes, finally, the website working functionally well for me now, Finally. Okay, so look, still Cra. Uh they got they got their butts handed them in Fall Cup, wrong division, and, and they came back with a vengeance. Uh, do they make them do they make noise? Like, I don't know if, if, if they're gonna be the big hitters because you got the West Island boys, LBB. Uh, those are two excellent teams uh in this division here. I don't know, Udi Pimps, you know very well. I think Trap Stars will be a factor in this division here. Born in the 80s, I think, will be a factor, but could still CRA be in that conversation though.
1: Uh, are you saying that because they're in the number two seed right now with a thirteen to twelve win? Well, no, because because um, they, they were
0: in the wrong division last year and they got they got wrecked, right? I mean, they they, they even yeah. said we were hurt, we just got wrecked. We weren't in the right division.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Nirosh a decent quarterback. You know, it's it is Division Four though. The defenses are getting serious in Division Four. Um, Idaho Ute didn't look pretty in their Week One uh, game against them. Uh, so only putting up 12 uh, – or sorry, 13 points. Uh, they, they took advantage of a, of a dismantled Idaho team, I I, I would call it, um, and barely squeaked out with a one-point victory. Uh, you're taking Nirosh out of one of your better receivers, along with Alex Bacalani. You're taking a, a receiving option out. Uh, I did like the depth that they showed, uh, but this team's going to go as far as Nirosh takes them and uh, driving the field.
0: Right. I think LBB – uh our boy Olivier polito is uh, is a guy that I like a lot. I think they're gonna be in that upper half trap stars look they, they always put together good teams. Their biggest downfall is what it is, depth and injuries. That's always been the hurt uh their their being of their existence of late. If they can stay healthy and have that depth, I think they will be in the top five of this uh, division this year.
1: Yeah, uh, I think some of the uh I, I think a lot of the uh, additions that some of these returning teams have made, uh are are serious serious here in terms of born in the 80s adding sanders armand he made his uh presence felt with i believe two touchdowns and a two interception performance against the very trap stars you're mentioning uh so born in the 80s stacking up um be, becoming a little more physical with their size uh in adding uh sanders armand i also look at uh our boy um uh, matthew sapitelli half centers fc um that team uh, Looks very strong. Ryan McNally, Sam Machtoum, and uh, Jani Lewis, maybe a name you're familiar with. I'm I
0: am the Janiel. Uh,
1: but uh, an 82-rated player uh, in Jani Lewis, that's uh, some serious stuff. They're, they're maybe top-heavy, uh, but with Matthew Zebiteli having having three very strong receivers there, I think that's a serious team that can do some damage.
0: Yeah, I think I think, you know one thing to watch out for. Le Mantanijos, I think, will figure it out. They this they this didn't get going. They had a tough second half against Big Fun, but Big Fun, um, they're they're going to win ugly. I mean, Evan Eli Nolay, we know very well, great great dude. It's not going to be pretty, but he gets he's effective though. Like it's it's like a junk pitcher in baseball. They they just throw junk, but he win games, and that's what he does. And I think you know Rico Tolino, Devin Dewu. Daou- uh, Doug McKinnon as uh, P60 McKinnon, Doug, right? Kenny Boutillier. They have and Zachary Albert goes Russian. They have a good core, and I think they could be a, a, a surprise team in this division this year. Yeah, I mean, I think they didn't really add any pieces though.
1: Uh, they, they added Jonathan Joseph, but you know, from division five, division six. Uh, they didn't add any big hitters to the team, and already last year, I believe, went five five, maybe six and four. Uh, so. I can see them following in their footsteps of uh, of last season.
0: On to 4B, Eggs. Uh, look, um, we got some old some old teams, <laughs> some young teams, uh, some returning teams here. Uh, this could be the closest division. Uh, Team Sexy, X-Men, had a great game against 4th and Schlong. They came out to the last possession. Uh, Voodoo, uh, we know how they are, right, man? They, they, they can be uh, world beaters one week and then be – nothing the next week uh they're good back to the future is back again the penetrators we know are going to be in that conversation the killer rays uh this is the who's who in this division in 4b
1: yeah you know what and it's a nice you know 14 team uh 14 team division it's uh you're you're gonna see a lot of rival rivalries being continued here like you mentioned penetrators and killer rays uh back to the future uh, th- this is a nice and cozy uh, division where everyone's going to get to know each other. And uh, the rivalries, for me, are going build- to start here in Division uh, 4B and maybe move on to Division 3 in, uh, in a couple seasons. Um, but for me, uh, the one I'm looking at, the X-Men. Uh, these young kids, the uh, 16-year-olds had uh, Darren McDaysian running all over the place. Credit to him. He was trying to keep up with uh, either Daniel Devine or Noah Swaminadan in the backfield, chasing them around but man, uh, you don't want to be rushing uh, either of these X-Men young quarterbacks.
0: No, you, you don't. Uh, the X-Men, of course, have their uh, fathers as well involved in this team. But uh, they'll be in that top five, I think. I, I think uh, fourth is Strong, Killer Rays, Penetrators, um, Team Sexy, X-Men, those are your five. I think Voodoo's probably outside of the top five. Um Wolfpack. We'll I'm looking to see how they can rebound back, if they can be a lower end team here. But I think Killer Race, they might be your 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 solid favorites to win this division because they just they have a sound football team uh from player one to player ten on this roster.
1: Yeah, and I mean if
0: you take their take a look
1: at their twenty twenty-three calendar year, right? Um I believe one, I want to say division five B had a tough spring season in division C, but that tough division C season. Uh, really led to a strong tier three season and is, is gonna pay dividends now in four B. Uh I mentioned in one of our comments or someone mentioned or we talked about them last year that uh they're a division four B team and after playing them a couple times with Idaho Unifimps, playing against them in the playoffs twice. Um this is a this is you're right. Probably a top I want to say top two, maybe top three if you want to squeeze in uh L'Erna Vif. Because that's yeah. a team you didn't mention,
0: but yeah. won the division
1: D two or D one, sorry, over the X Men. So that's uh that's a team that's looking to uh repeat as uh, as champions, of course, from a, from a spring season,
0: look to uh to win a winter, the hardest of all uh FPF seasons. So I'm gonna give you uh th- to show to you how it is for the Killer Rays this year, their first three games, penetrators, le renard vif Fourth and strong. We'll know how they are after three games if they're a legitimate team. Yeah, that's a that's a tough but good way to uh, to start your good uh, test. Start your season. It's yeah. a very good test for them, and we'll know we'll know if they're if they're the killer rays or just the rays. So, so that that's how I see it. I'm really excited for four B man. I, I think this might be the best of the divisions that we have for the uh, for the men's uh, leagues this year. On to Division Three, eggs as we make our way up the ladder of, of rankings here for Div 1, not too far, Div 2 as well. All right, Div 3. Um, we know some of the old returning teams are coming back here. Brotherhood's back in the, in this year. Blue Chips as well. Uh, it's like back to the future again for this division of who's who in this conference. Uh, but as I wait for my computer to open up the page here, thank you, Rob Kavanaugh, for not paying the FPF bill on top of the website, uh, if, unless you have yours upgraded ready to roll, as you do. Um what do we expect from this division for uh, Div three this year?
1: Uh a lot of great teams. Uh, honestly, Division three is uh, is pretty pretty loaded. Um, what I'm looking at, uh, yeah, sure. Brotherhood and uh, Blue Chips did battle. Uh, those are that was a kind of fun uh, fun game. Two similar style offenses, I'd find uh, or I'd say. Uh, those run and gun backyard football style which we do highlights.
0: we have highlights of this game, do we not or we are we still up in here for this highlight package yeah I, I i think there
1: there were some uh some highlights available we'll see if our uh, producer the nightingale can get those up um but but the uh oh, there we go it's right there look at that
0: Standard eight k right there there you, you go so, uh,
1: jordan jordan uh, mitchell i believe at the uh, quarterback here for uh as we see for blue chips uh, his scrambling ability in that backyard football. Hey, look, everyone, run all hooks, and then I'll get open and uh, just you know beat your guy. Uh, that type of offense uh, is it, very similar to what the Brotherhood do as well, as we're going to see later Theo Jaya uh, throwing and dancing around in the, in the division. Right. With uh, of course the weapons on uh, on Brotherhood, you know, run deep. Jamal Gittens, Crazy Gordon Maul, the uh, the Majid brothers, right. So, uh, so definitely two teams uh, that were already doing battle in uh, Division Three, but (laughs) loaded, loaded, loaded teams.
0: Okay, so we have four divisions. Um, Do we do like lightweight? I think are going to be fun to watch. We see Montagny back in there, and they have a bunch of Champlain kids uh, playing Trey Bentley, uh, Jaden Edgehill, Jawan Edgehill, uh, Chase Kitter. If he's going to stick on the team, Emil Gigouac is a really good player as well. But look, four divisions. Eggs. Um, are we going to run into that situation where we might have a power division and everyone else just sucks on the other side of the conference?
1: Did you have a group in mind? Because uh... well, no,
0: I'm just saying because you know it's almost random, right? That we, we align these divisions, right? And now we got four. You know, we got 26 teams in this in this conference or in this uh, division outright. And you know, we, we might say that uh, Group C and D are are the are the stronger divisions because look. You look at Group D right now. you got Beer Belly Brigade, Lightweight Diamond Bougie, Speed Academy I think will be okay. Backer Bullies should be fine. The Grokak are a good team. That's a hell of a division here. Right? I think anyone can win from that division and make a Final Four run. Uh, you know, you Group C, Kiss Kisman Uh the, the Midizian, right? Like Griff Nation, uh, Arush, uh, you know, they had a tough run as well. That might be a little bit weaker. But then you look at Group B and Group A. Uh, there's there's no slouches in Group A or Group B, uh, whether it's Brotherhood, E.W. Greendale, Human Beings, A team, I think Blue Chips, uh, Mongoose as well. So no, there's no easy game, but I just think that there's probably a superior division of the quality teams in those uh, four divisions that we have. Yeah, I'm going to go with
1: Group A and B. Those two, uh, I mean, really, really strong teams. Uh, maybe one or two weaker ones. One, one, and maybe each. Team. But, uh, that's what she said. Turned looked like they uh, may have turned their season around in just one game. The Bruins looked very strong yesterday, uh, beating out a, a well uh, or a team with a lot of chemistry in Legro Cup. Uh, Bruins dismantled them with an 18-point victory. Uh, Rocco Cristiano lighting it up in the division once again. Um, yeah, the Group B looks uh, very strong. Sharks, you have that Sharks team with uh, Corey Bolwaski, Jalen Greaves, um, probably Noah Groper, and Don and Andre Borden, if I'm not mistaken, on on that roster. So Sharks again, look for a lot. Look for maybe two teams coming out of Group B that could potentially make it all the way to the finals.
0: Even. Watch out for um, Air Force One. Um... They, they they they're intrigued. they they came up with a win over uh arush last place stop on defense for the sack to kill off the game um to pre- prevent arush from coming up with a victory um i, I think arush might have difficulty in this division eggs i just don't they, they don't have simon loisier on this roster maybe he comes maybe later on sure i'm not too sure but they just didn't have the connection offense and i worry about them because uh, this is a good team. They've been competitive for many years in this FPF world, but this might be a tough run, especially in this division that they're in uh, this year. Do you have, uh, by any
1: chance, maybe a, a finals prediction already? Do you see two teams uh, that stand out to you by any chance? Well, I, I think,
0: you know, it, like Don and Bougie. i putting you on the spot. Yeah, no, I think Don and Bougie, Brotherhood. Yeah. Uh Will do, do you think they, they
1: make it
0: that far. They can they can because of who's on that roster, right? The kids and Jamal Gittins, Quasi Guardemal, Theo Jaya, Uh you know, you know, it's it's good. It's right? Team. Bruins, they're good. Sharks are good, right? Uh Jalen Greaves, you mentioned his name. Uh unfortunately he had to get uh had a tough calendar year with what he went through with, with some medical hardships that he had to go through. But thankfully he's he's bucked at, up and at him and hopefully now uh, back to hopefully being in the football shape that he once was to be one of the dominant players, whether it's tackle or a flag. If he's healthy, that makes a big difference for the Sharks going towards the season. Um, you know, you're kissing, you're kissing my in-laws. You know, I think they'll be in that conversation as well. So I, I think there's – I think I'll give you a better picture or a better answer by week four, week five on who I think will be the favorites. Right now it's a little too early for my liking to kind of lay down the, the anchor and who I think can go far circle that one down and we'll uh i'll come back on uh what is, what is that gonna going to be yeah, on the super bowl uh so come super bowl i'm gonna ask you for a yeah you'll a come crash tuesday show and, and let me know it's coming on abruptly and, and do it right so <laughs> uh division two eggs um so here we are division two as i wait for my computer to open up uh, thankfully here we go this this is fascinating because Stoics, big win over Terror Squad. Many thought, talking to those who were there, shocking win. Chris Rivet looked wonderful. Hashtag NR, maybe they found their right niche in this division and, and maybe have things settle at quarterback, finally, I hope, for their, for their liking. Um, CFB, and as you can see right now, with what we have lined up from the highlights that we have on the screen, CFB, they're going to be a favorite in this division here. Ambush, I think, will be one to watch out for. Poseidon's Kiss, there's some good teams in this division. Skillbees might be in the lower end of this division. Have you had to play yet? Does it play on the weekend in Brossard?
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. What, what you're seeing on the screen uh, right at once, uh, after a pretty disappointing fall cup season, i uh, have put together a, a, a nice roster here in, in uh, Division Two. Um so uh, as as the highlights run, eventually we'll uh, we might fast forward just to get uh, how this game ended against uh, who, who who's the uh, blue ballers that they're playing with uh, Fred Seguine. That's another team that looks very dangerous.
0: With well, Simmons, animal. what's that? You have Simmons on that team. Ezekiel Tied, yep. guys who will be in the CFL draft uh, this uh, spring.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he added a, a Mendel Joseph as you see here. The, uh, catching that touchdown, he added a lot of these young and big studs uh, to his weapon uh, weaponry, and uh, yeah. he's gonna have a he's gonna have a lot of fun throwing to these
0: guys. For and sure. CFB, catcat Kath, and Braves will be no slouches themselves. Yeah. Uh, I, I think seven wins uh, are a big part. I think eight wins will get you one. Seven will get you somewhere between uh, three, four, five, and six and seven. Yeah. I think the cutoff to get in the playoffs will be three wins. Um, uh, Son Tickler is, is a good team dirty Bridge plus, you know. So we'll see what happens with those teams. Terror Squad, I think, you know, they've had a – you know, it's funny. Terror Squad's had a really run uh, a rough stretch of, uh, of seasons. Like Fall Cup, they were a non-factor in, in Tier 1. And they get off to a very uh, disjointed start to their campaign in, in Division 2 this season.
1: Yeah, they're going to be uh, – I mean, they have the pieces. You have A.J. Gomes, Gab Dab, Champagne, uh, Tam Death, Isaiah Lard. The, the the cores there. The, the, the pieces are there. They just need to, you know, maybe get some uh, more rapport and just get uh, all on the same page. Run more, run more routes together, and then maybe by week four and five, yeah, you're gonna see a uh, a better team in Terror Squad. But game four by by week four and five or game four and five, that might be a little too late to uh to 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 reach the two to four seeds. Uh, but maybe if they can get in that seven to ten. Or eleven range that would uh, that would be at least uh, a good enough season for them to clinch themselves a, a playoff spot. Right,
0: right, right. On to Division One here, eggs. As we wrap it up, uh, no question, it's our by far our biggest division, right? Of eleven teams, we've not seen eleven. I think this might be the the this big part is the biggest season for Division One of eleven teams since the inception of FPF in in twenty oh five when they had eighteen teams in Div One. Say and 20th anniversary, there you go. We, we wrap it up like that. Okay, so, look, we know there's no Dallas Zara this year who will be a contributor with us on uh, on Calling the Audible for Division I. Um, Braves, All-Stars, we see from the highlights right there, that was another heavyweight fight in the opening round between these two teams. Um, okay, so do we have a clear-cut favorite, or are we still in the early stages of trying to figure that out? No, I, I
1: don't. I think... This is the year where I don't think it's All Stars and Braves uh, as the clear cut number one and number two. Uh, I do ultimately think Braves are going to end up with a number one seed. I think this week one matchup already determined that in terms of the head to head as a tiebreaker. Um, but the Maroons looked very good in their return to oh, uh, yeah. FPF, right? And they added a few more pieces themselves. Flagman Sack looked and uh, dismantled uh ffn putting up 50 on them uh a nice 50 burger on a sunday night right um even blessed B- blessed and rayon lumina had a had a uh, a hail mary touchdown um last a second. smash or grab win right that was uh marvin steinberg uh now being a weapon as quarterback uh throwing it up to willpower and uh and coming away with a victory so uh there's there's these teams that are making advances, Steve Haraprasade and, and Bless, uh, the one in particular, maybe not to challenge for the number one seed, um, but definitely, you know, challenging for the three and four seed. Yeah. Uh, gain, gaining a home home field advantage in round one of the playoffs is huge, right? Starting with the ball in the second half is is why you uh, want to get that better record during the regular season. So so while I, I you know, I think Flagman Sack and Maroons, they, I think they can challenge for that uh, that one or two seed that we're always, always, always going to Braves and All sorts.
0: What about Jameson's and KGP? I, I think they're they sort of been in. You know, Jameson's didn't really have like I mean they, they had the run in the, in the in the spring season and they lost in the finals at uh, Papineau. uh but th- that that team didn't do well. The 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 formation of that team for Tier One, uh, KGP they, they kind of faltered a little bit as well. But uh, th- th- this could be their their dojo where they could be a middle pack team, they could be a, a six win team, five win team, and be somewhere between four, five, six, and seven, and no one wants to play them come April for playoffs. Yeah, uh, I mean,
1: I think you're right. I think they'll be, you know, hovering in the four to six, six to four uh, record at the end of, at the end of the season. Um, I just don't see that that. You know, KGB's still missing that extra player, even two players. They were probably one or two players away from being, you know, a top three seed. Uh right. in terms of the Jamesons, uh, they've meshed kind of the silent ticklers and then together, right? Adding the Adam Rosen's, the Dan Mancinis, the Jordan Panetta's of uh, silent ticklers, kind of fused them together with James the, the classic uh Jamesons, right? James O'Hane, James Tyrell. Uh, and uh, Khalil Kerr and Quake Johnson coming back. Uh, and, of course, adding uh, Manuel Larois as a depth piece. So, uh, I, I, I I think if you're going to give me a team that's going to go higher between Jameson's and KGP, I think it's uh, pretty evident that it's the Jameson's. They just have more firepower all around. But KGP's got that wealth, man, of, of uh, chips. Yeah, that, no, they do. They so, have that experience uh, going on playoff runs themselves. What was it they... Four or five championships in a
0: row, something like that, up until like recently, right? So, yeah. so but
1: they do have
0: a for sure. yeah, I, I think this this division will have a lot of upsets. You know, you're, you're right. I think the parity be a little more evident in this division. I uh, think like the All Stars, you know, they, they're they're projected to be fairs because they're coming wild in that team. I think they'll be in the top four, top five for sure. Uh, you know, FFN, F- 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 a big problem, will have a tough goal. They, they'll, they'll be in a dogfight to get in. Randy out. this got cute. They should have won, but lost that game. But I think seeds C- six through 11, I think one or two games separates that, that, that bracket of teams when we get to the knockout rounds.
1: And then I guess the last question we have to ask here, Mo, ATH squad, James the D- Alexi, quarterback of uh, the tier one champions, uh, how, how, how much of his success? Can you see translating and, and bringing that over into the winter season?
0: That's gonna be a good question because uh, this is this is the best of the best, right? In theory, this is yeah. the best of the best, but he doesn't have AJ Gomes in this team. Right. Uh, he's yeah. got yeah. Darren Wilshire. Yeah. He's got Carl Asche. uh He's got uh, he's got RJ Giro, former Carabane, playing the CFL for a bit. Jeff Capartier as well. Jerry uh, Berbif is a guy that he's very close with as well. On paper, they have athletes, but. In terms of the quality of division one, I'm not sure. I think they'll be competitive, but they might sneak in as maybe a, a low C. But again, Gizli, Lexi Primetime is a guy that you do not want to go up against because it's what he has done and his body of work as a playoff quarterback, whether it's co ed or again division A that he did or tier one that he did for Fall Cup.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a game breaker. He has that game breaking ability and yeah, that's something you don't want facing in, in any uh in any one game of
0: course. Okay, so that'll do it for us for our general preview of uh, CTA. I know it's a bit different in terms of where we are. We're remote. But I, I, on a day or on a recording of this where it's snowing outside, I think we're okay in our com- com- comfortable confines of our homes on this winter Tuesday night. I don't know if it's snowing outside. Your yeah, area, snowing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's snowing hard. Yeah. I, I, I've not looked outside. Yeah, i got to move my car in the driveway, which I will soon enough here. But, uh, but look, just to let everyone know again, are we doing Picks of the Week or are we are going to hold that off till next week?
1: Uh yeah we 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 can do that we can get Ali Reza if you're gonna uh, uh, start preparing that uh we go through the games um we'll we'll
0: we'll do it next week we'll save it for next week next week next week we don't we don't get the nightingale too much work to do on his first uh flight uh taking over for Eagle right but uh, we'll do a picks of the week starting next week uh but again just let everyone know um so moving forward it'll be a Tuesday Thursday format on Tuesday Iggy's Thursday. Uh, we're going to do two-week windows where I'll do divisions for two weeks, and then he'll do the other ones for two weeks, and we flip it. And we'll have on contributors as much as we can for, for the days that we're on. And uh, we we'll might even cross-pollinate. I might come on with him on a Thursday and vice versa on the Tuesday. So you'll see us together at times here, but most of the time we'll be uh, solo ships in the open seas of the FPF world, uh, which is a longer season. As we know, we're going from January now till, uh first week of May. So if there is a bright light, is that by the time we're done, we'll be hopefully in shorts and t-shirts for road show? Yeah, very possible. Yeah, absolutely. Fingers yeah. crossed. Well, hopefully, if not, we're going to have snow on May 4th for the road show. So again, just a reminder, guys, um, uniform protocols, uh, uniform policy will be in effect after week two. So please have your uniforms with proper numbers, no pin, no marker on it, no tape on it. Um, belts, flag belts are going to be, are as of now, They're $10 moving forward. There might be a handful of white ones that we still have in stock that will go for $5, but once that is done, it is over. It is $10 moving forward. Uh, Complex protocols, no boots in Brassard. Please change the locker rooms if you're the opening window of games at Laval, at Hebert, and Brossard, or even Layola to an extent. Um, Anything else we have to remind? uh, Picture day is well, week two, right? Picture day is going to be this weekend, so please be ready for that and we'll take a second picture if need be down the road. Anything else, Iggy?
1: No, oh, that's it. Uh, get the uh, looks, pick, and span for your uh,
0: week two pick team pictures. So there you go. So this is a, this will be the last time we'll be together. Our next time we'll be together, who knows when. But uh, we'll have shows Tuesday and Thursday. We'll lay it out on Instagram, stories on who's going to do what, so you'll know what, what to tune in uh, for your division or divisions that you might be playing in in FPF Winter. Follow words, yeah. Iggy. Yeah, keep, keep tuning in and uh, there's, uh, as you saw, there's going to be
1: a host of media things, of course, calling the Audible with a... Mo, well, we record on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but the, the, the viewers are going to watch us on Wednesdays Whatever. and Fridays. Uh, we uh, Of course, you've seen uh, some new Instagram uh, content is upcoming, uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, check us out on uh, on instagram uh, well, of course we have our articles coming back we have our host of article writers and our team there uh so whatever media uh content and however you want to consume it fbf's here uh to uh to get you all things uh flagged uh all things uh flagged
0: Magic words please i don't do that good night washington huskies